Hey everyone, Jay here. I just wanted to say that we've got some really cool artwork for this episode, so you're going to want to click through to the show notes to check out the full version of the image, which we'll be showing in your podcatcher right now. Our thanks go out to Yuri Keynes on Twitter for working with us to create this piece of art. Anyway, on with the show. Then you get that glimpse of when you start seeing that slime and you go up the elevator, you get the reaction of Hojo seeing that the the middle panel where mm-hmm. the remaining body of Genova, one of the original agents, has been stolen. Mm-hmm. And he's sort, of, he's sort of saying, I can't remember what he says, but he's laughing maniacally. But then the camera goes to like below him, and mm-hmm. on one of the walkways above him, you see Sephiroth carrying the body, and it's just for a second. You see him just walking yeah. across, the, across the walkway. And my instant thought there was, is he, is he carrying the... Then I put in my notes, is he like mm-hmm. Pyramid Head from Silent Hill? He's there, but he isn't, and he shows up for brief seconds. Yeah. Because that's all he's done all the way through. Just there. And it's one of those where I had to pause it and go, I, it's, I missed it after I paused it, but it was sort of like that reaction of, was 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 who, was 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 that him? Mm. Was, was he carrying that? Was that just in the core of my eye? Was it a figment of my imagination? I was starting to get really, this was a point where there was more questions than answers. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. Um well, the, the, the thing is with um, seeing Sephiroth physically is I think it's supposed to be a throwback to a concept from the original game. Was you know, you had Genova Birth, Genova Life, Genova Death, Genova Synthesis, the four main mm. fights with Genova. Yeah. Well, there was a point when you're sailing over from Junan to Costa del Sol. And there's a rig, yeah, in the boat. And after the Genova birth fight, there's like a wriggly little thing, and they're like, "Oh, that looks like Genova's arm." That was supposed to be the point. And um, the concept was that those fights, you were fighting a part of Genova, so Genova's heart, Genova's brain, so on and so forth. And because she is a, she's a two-way conduit, is what she's described as, because mm. she, um, oh, what, what was it? It, her genetic structure is a two-way conduit. It can take um, in the traits of, of, of its prey and insert its own genes to mm. turn other organisms into violent monsters. Or because Sephiroth has his own strong will, he's using that ability that Genova has to create copies of himself. He's exerting his own will, but just using yeah. Genova's ability. Mm. So that's why we were able to see him physically but it's not him. It's just one of these poor reunion clones, as I'm yep. referring to them as. Um, yeah. And I was going to so say the numbered clever. guys. But yeah. Yeah. It's so clever. It's so very clever. Because then you start questioning your earlier encounters with him. Of, was he actually there or was he yeah. not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this this is sort of like when you get to the the president's quarters and he's he's sort of like hanging on by a thread. And I had a very childish moment. Is anyone there? No. Nope. Yeah. Okay. No. Nope. No one here. 
Can can you help me? Can you help me up? Is anyone there? Nope, no one here. None, Sol. You're on your own. See ya. Yeah. Then, you know, Barrett does his thing where he gets really, he gets his hands on the president and I thought, he's going to batter him senseless. You could tell the intensity, right? He throws him behind his desk, which is a bad move. Because then he got his golden gun out, because of course he's got a golden gun. I do like, though, up until that point, he's staggering backwards, he's falling over, and he's like, please, I'll give you anything, I'll give you money, I can pay. Basically, mm. he is he, he knows that for a lot of people, especially in Barrett's position, that money is quite important. It means that they can build a life for themselves. Mm. He's not stupid, not by any stretch. Greedy as sin, but mm. not stupid. Clearly yeah. he's not, otherwise he wouldn't have this empire that he's built. But he's like, you know, he's playing the the doddering old man, the, please spare my life, I'll give you money, I can pay, I can pay, yeah. I'll give you anything you want. And then when he when he's in that position where he can defend himself, where, you know, he gets behind his desk and he's clearly got a gun, mm. then the, the real President Shinra steps in. Yeah. And he's just like... He's spewing off all this stuff to Barrett and really making Barrett think because you can see it on his face. You know, he's saying that he he's saying what I said earlier that they're essentially not very different from one another. Yeah. They're just on two opposite ends of the spectrum. He's saying, well, if you destroy all the reactors, you're going to destroy people's quality and way of life. Yeah. That's really selfish, don't you think? Because some people actually don't mind the way they live. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving them a product that they want. It's mm-hmm. not my fault you don't like the product. Yeah, it, it does make you think, don't you think? Well, they're mm-hmm. basically the same person, apart from one's got money and the other one's jacked up to hell. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's at this point where I started to get more questions and answers, and I'll give you a prime example. Okay. These are the two things that I put. So the number guy was Genova Dreamweaver. Yes. Right? That was the first thing I put as a question. And the second one was, so if Sephiroth is real, mm-hmm. why did he stab Barrett and why did Barrett survive? This is where I was starting to get a lot more questions and answers. Okay. And it was just... It was it was really starting to get to me. And then you got like... Um, let's see. Yeah, then you get the fight... <laughs> you get the fight with... Uh, on the rooftop, so you're fighting Rufus. Now, I've got certain things about Rufus, which I'll get into for a second, but mm. when I started to play it again, I, I went from sort of like... Uh, where was it? Where was it saved? It was just after where you wake up in Aerith's um, room, essentially, where Aerith and her mother was. That's where I started from, and mm. all the controls were out the window. I couldn't remember anything. When I got into that fight with Rufus, all the control rust was gone. The music... My word, I'd never been so invested in a battle in my entire life. Mm. Just because him and his flaming dog. Rufus <laughs> is a dick. I'm just throwing it out there. He's an absolute yeah. dick. But just sort of, I've never been so focused in my life. Never <laughs> felt so pumped for a battle in a Final Fantasy right. before. Also, in- also that dog. Its name's Dark Nation. I don't care that you've renamed it to Dark Star. No, it is Dark Nation. I am OG. <laughs> but no, that fight was great because it showed, again, how different he is from his father. His father could use a gun. I'm pretty sure he could use a gun. You know, otherwise he wouldn't have one under his desk. But Rufus has trained himself. He is very combat competent. As, as was shown in that fight, yeah. <laughs> as as was shown in that fight, he is very competent 
in battle. He he strikes me as the type of person that must have realized very early on in his life that he would one day take over his father because his father was going to die one one way or another either someone was going to assassinate him which is what happened or he was just going to die of old age mm. either or he was going to take over and i think because he he is the head of the turks he's the one that made the turks he wanted to be able to fight his own battles as well he comes across as that kind of person whereas President Shinra, who doesn't have a first name, which is weird. Um, I've just realised that. President. Yeah, President. president. Yeah. Whereas uh, old Prezi, Prezi Shinra, um, he he's more than happy to let other people fight his battles for him. Rufus he's got does. The money to, he? Yeah, exactly. Whereas it seems that Rufus wants to stand more on his own two feet, which I appreciate, and it makes him a more interesting villain. But I've always kind of had this thing about. Um, Rufus, where I don't feel that he's um, a very black and white villain. He's portrayed as a villain, but then you watch Advent Children, and it's like, but you're not really a villain. No, it, he's he's got very he's got a lot of grey area, and I like that in my um, antagonists. Yeah. So let's see. We're going to try and get a bit of speed on this because I know you've got conspiracy theories about the end. So I'm going to try and get to that. So you're obviously before that Rufus fight, you have that scene between. Barrett and Cloud, you know. Okay. I I will, you know, I'll buy you some time. And, you know, what is it that Barrett says? You better be behind us. Mm. You better be right behind us. And at that point, I thought, halfway through the Rufus battle, I thought, this battle's awesome. But then I thought, oh, crap, I've got that massive arsenal thing on the, the elevator to go. Mm-hmm. And I thought, it's not going to do that. Then what I wasn't expecting was you saw Wedge for what looked to be the final time. Yeah. That hit me harder than I thought it would. I was not expecting that. I really thought he was going to survive. Mm. And then the Whisperers. Yeah. yeah. That really hit me. What was um, it he said? Tell me that I mattered or something? Yeah, tell me I made a difference. That's it. Please tell me I made a difference. And he said, yeah. Barrett, Jesse, uh, Biggs. And then he just flew off. Yeah, and then he was it was sort of, chattering. boss, Barrett, because he saw him go flying down to Barrett. And then he was trying to help him. The Whisperers were stopping him. Mm-hmm. Let him go. Let him go. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't. I don't care that he's wedged. He's all roly poly. Leave him alone. Uh, him. Right. I also love that Arsenal fight. Yes, that was so much fun. It reminded me of the first major fight I had when I played it. You know, when I said I reversed the camera controls and nearly died about seven times. Yeah. I thought this is how I get my own back, but then I realised that I've essentially got to leave Barrett by himself and almost exclusively controlled Aerith. Mm-hmm. because if I leave Barrett by himself, he's not going to get that beat up, and Aerith can do, like, thunder magic, try and stun him, and Barrett mm-hmm. comes back with some of his some of his skills. Got her arcane wards and stuff like that. Oh, I didn't have any of that. I didn't oh. level up anything. Like oh, I said okay. before, I didn't level up anything, so I was going via pure magic alone, and that yeah, was not easy to do. Yeah, a beast magic-wise, like, damn. I, I could have used some of them skills, but I, I just had pure magic alone. Mm-hmm. Oh. Then... You have Red, Tifa, Barrett, and Aerith at the bottom, and they get surrounded, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought this 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 has got to be this is definitely a Barrett thing. You know, they all get surrounded. Heidegger's there, and he says, "Where's the rest of you?" And Barrett's reaction to that, just brilliant. Bar- uh, Heidegger, where's the rest of you, Barrett? Up your. 
Yes. He is surrounded, they're outnumbered, and he's still defiant. Yeah, I love it. I love him. Then you have Cloud flying through, knocking the oh, crap out of everyone on his that bike. Was so cool! Because oh. when I saw the Hardy Daytona earlier on, I like I made it a point again. Other half was watching me play, and I walked up to her. I was like, "Me and you soon." <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like the whole sequence with the Hardy Daytona was just mm, again, mwah, Chef's kiss. <laughs> Just missing Heidegger's face by about an inch and oh. slowed right down. I know it was done for the laughs. That was clearly done for the laughs, but I still loved it. Because, again, it showed um, Cloud's skill. You know, you've never really seen seen him like use a bike in combat situations no. properly. Not like that. And they're trying to escape. They, they get into the, the car and they go up and they're going to fly onto the bridge. But the one thing that really got me was you had that one soldier. And I'd like, <laughs> I'd like to think it was the guy that was mentioned before, right? Yes. That's what I like to think. And he stood there and Cloud just goes, fling, and it misses him by about an inch. And then he just oh, dives out noise. the way. A little noise, a little... <laughs> yeah, he just dives out the way. I'd like to think it's the guy from Crisis Core. I really yeah, would. Tunsil. Yeah, I really like to think it was him. And this, So... This is what I put for the next bit. This is the bridge fight, right? So we're getting there, right? Still confused about Sephiroth, but holy fuck, that bridge fight. Oh, that was intense. It was insane. I know. And I put this. I say, can I just play this for hours and end? Then I put after that, you know those images where you get like, um, as a kid, this is how I imagined playing the game, but this was how it actually was. Yeah. That's the bridge fight. Yeah. And the bridge fight was, even back then, it still had the same impact of, I've got to save my friends. Mm-hmm. It was still awkward. The camera angles were dodgy, you know. It was st- even now, it, the, some of the controls were a bit, you know, I, it took me ages to figure out how to do a long-range swipe. You know, you've mm-hmm. got to go forward, dodge. I, I learned how to block on a bike in that fight. I never blocked yeah. before, you know. It was such a long sequence, but the music was ramping it up. Barrett was mm-hmm. taking, taking on the helicopter, just... Oh. Red 13 being best boy and asking if you're okay and throwing a potion at you every now and again, just like, oh, best boy. <laughs> the bestest <laughs> boy. I can't remember if it was before they set off in the in the little truck or while after they took down the Arsenal thing, but Barrett says, yeah, he says, yeah, we're going to make it, and the Red makes a remark, a bit of a pessimistic remark, and Barrett goes, don't you have a smile? And Red tried to smile. Yeah. And then Barrett goes, yeah, maybe stick to your other comments. And it stopped and I thought, that is just awesome. I'm pretty sure as well at one point, I can't remember the exact quote, but I'm pretty sure Red 13 calls uh, Barrett a piece of shit or a pile of shit. I can't remember (laughs) the exact wording, but I remember Barrett says something about a pile or a piece of shit. And then Red 13 goes, that's Rich coming from uh, the... uh, the guy saying it or something like that. I can't remember the exact wording, but I was just like, Red 13, did you just... Oh, sneaky and I like Ooh, it. I can't remember the exact wording and please feel free to go look it up, listeners. It is hilarious. <laughs> it's a little tidbit and it made me die. <laughs> right, okay. So this is the part where it's sort of, you get onto the bridge and then you see... Again, I'm not going to say spoiler, but I'll say spoiler anyway, where you sort of see Sephiroth show up and then he says, do you think he's strong enough to change your destiny or something like that? And he turns around yeah. and then Ares has that moment where she sort of stops everyone. And then that this is where it starts to get really meta because she walks forward 
And yeah. then she goes, she says something along the lines of, he's the biggest um, danger to the planet. Yeah. We can change our destiny. It's down to us. Yeah. It's not set in place. And it's at the which point you learn out, you learn, learn out, you learn that the Whisperers are actually all the souls who died. They're the arbiters of fate. Mm. They are, in in a way, they are souls that have died, but they're they're very closely tied to fate. Mm. Um, but carry on, uh, because I've got a lot of theory yeah. dumping to give you. I I just thought at that point it was mentioned that these are like the the soul is the souls of the lost or the souls of the died mm. or something, and I thought that makes sense how the they're covering the Shinra building because Sector Seven the plate dropped, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, after all these all these essential people who died like a day before. Yeah. You know, and they died in this such a horrific circumstance. It makes sense as tons of them, right? Mm-hmm. And then then I thought he's he's made of these whispers because he sort of becomes semi whole, doesn't he? he? He starts chopping these and he makes a, a thing. Eris makes a a, a portal essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, Aerith seems to know more than she lets on. Yeah. At this point. But it's kind of like you hear a word, but you kind of think it's not her saying it. Mm. People might, you know, people might sort of play it off as, oh, it's just plot, it's exposition, it needs to be told. Yeah. But then you think, this isn't Aerys speaking. It can't be. She's she's very, not, not saying she's not knowledgeable, but she's got this level of knowledge. Yeah. Right? And then she knows that he needs to be stopped. He's the biggest threat to the planet. Then she says... um, so we beat Sephiroth and we save the planet, but we can do more. We can change our fate. Our destiny will be broken. Yeah. And I thought, this is getting deep. To 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 quote a, a YouTuber, you know, this is so deep, Adele could roll in it. You know, <laughs> that's Jack's to guy, by the way. I, just, I, I know. I didn't I come up that. with that, but still, right? <laughs> then, Good old Jack. <laughs> right, right. And then it's sort of, you get the feeling that with everything that's being set, Barrett is going to survive. Yeah. He is so determined. It's not going to stop him. He puts his shades back on. He's going to survive. Yeah. Right? Then you get um, the the Destiny fight, right? The the Destiny Dreamweaver and the three guys, which, after you said it, it makes sense. It's it's Kadaj. Uh, not Kadaj. Yeah. yeah. It's them three. It makes sense. I'm thinking, yeah, it does make sense. I didn't think about it until you said it, right? Then you get the future echoes, and it's like a section fight, and when you beat them, you're taking him down, but you're going from part to part. It's just Cloud at the beginning, then Barrett turns up, then Tifa saves the day, then Red shows up, and I'm thinking, this is very Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, very. yeah, it's very Nomura. It's 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 not just like um, you haven't got the classic line dance fight, and you go through different stages. It's 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 more of a cinematic fight. Yes. You're going through and people are jumping in and I'm thinking, I'm I'm just, I'm really loving it, right? And then you get the Sephiroth battle at the end, right? And you go through different stages, then he's got his wing and I'm thinking, it's getting real, right? Mm. He's really difficult to hit, he's blocking everything. No matter what skill I use, he's blocking everything, right? Yeah. And I got him down to about quarter health. Now he has got a butt ton of health. Yeah. Right? A butt ton. I don't know what it was. But I don't know if it was the same with you, but in that fight, he started to do something and I went into overdrive. Mm. Absolute overdrive. It's when he started counting down. Mm-hmm. I had to beat him. Yeah. Just It's like it's like my my hands were on autopilot, but yeah. I was forcing him to... It's, 
fingers of fury essentially i was really going for it he was knocking me back i was fighting him barrett was yeah. healing everyone it's like everything was not a point i was so focused so absolutely focused and i beat him i was determined to beat him as soon as i could after he started to get because i think he started to like 13 or something yeah and i thought i'm gonna beat him as quickly as possible and he got down to eight and i thought i've got to beat him i can't leave it till the last second yeah i just i just can't and it got to eight then i beat him right but all the way through the fight it's it was really annoying because every time that i got a limit break and i started a limit break it did that thing which it shot a thing into someone's brain you saw future echoes so limit breaks weren't working so i was in trouble already I was just mistiming them, right? So that wasn't helping, right? So you got these future echoes, right? Then you just zip. And what I could see was like a TARDIS journey because it essentially was. And it says, where was it? We're, we're at the, the edge of existence, the edge of the universe or something? Yeah, yeah, right? the edge of creation. Right, we're at the edge of creation. And something he said really, it just left my head scratching. Mm-hmm. And it said, seven seconds. Is it something like... Do you think it's enough time to save everyone? Do you have enough time? I will. Something like that. The... But I, I just, I'd rather get the quote right, but I remember it's seven seconds. And I put down seven seconds till the end. Then I put dot, dot, dot. I got nothing. I did not understand it. Yeah, I don't worry. I will help. I will help. Okay. The, um... <laughs> yeah. But it was just that quote. It was, it was a very sort of meta quote, wasn't it? Because he was saying, join me, we can... I, I don't even remember why he said join me, but he said if you join forces with me, and then the sword fight happened—a massive sword fight, which was yeah. awesome. The 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 quote is seven and seven seconds until the end. Time enough for you, perhaps. What will you do with it? Yeah, and I, I, I sort of at that point I thought I've got to leave the cutscene going, but I paused it. you could pause cutscenes thank you could pause cutscenes which led me to write notes down furiously and I just thought what the hell does he mean and I thought there's got to be some sort of it, 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 it's got to explain something and yeah. the further I went on with the cutscene he didn't <laughs> right? right next thing you know you're outside of Midgar right and through this I mean with the future records and stuff at one point you see a cutscene with Zach. And he's surrounded, right? <laughs> and I thought, and I thought, okay. But then, then, then it goes back to the main fight, and there's the end of the cutscene. Zach stood there, his sword's still there, and he looks across, and you see all these—you don't see the whispers, but you see like the the golden shimmer in in, yeah. in the distance where Midgar is. And I had two thoughts. I thought, did when they went into that rift, did they go back in time? was my first quote. And the second quote was, does that mean Zack's alive? Mm-hmm. Because as <laughs> as we know, in the original Final Fantasy VII, it's alluded to, I mean, it said that in that tunnel, it's Zack. It's sort of implied that it's Zack, that guy in the tunnel who's got heavy makeup poisoning, right? Mm-hmm. And then in Crisis Core, you experience it, which was, I mean, if anyone doesn't get choked up playing Crisis Core, you're not human. I don't care. Yeah, you, right? you have no soul. Right. Then I just thought, if if the fracture changes the past because you're changing destiny, Zach alive, mm. right? Major points. Then 
then you sort of you see that the little chain it's only ever minor but you see the change and you think right this is the ending because the, the the graphics are clearly it's only by a little bit but it's cinematic now yeah right? and the two things i got from the i got three things actually right three things from the ending the first thing i got was biggs is alive yes right that was like a that was the first of many mind blown me- uh, sections <laughs> i can see right? it on your face now right? that you're still kind of mind blown <laughs> The second thing was, with the future echoes, is it just me or did Aerith feel the memory of Zack walking by him with Cloud? Mm. She felt it and it, it. no one else clicked. Zack walked by, he was, ca- he was clearly carrying Cloud. Mm-hmm. He'd been battered, right? But he's alive. And, yeah. and she, she, it's kind of like, I don't know if it's the fact that she's an ancient or a descendant of the ancients, but it's kind of like that that echo came from her, mm. but it couldn't have possibly come from her. <laughs> it couldn't, could it? She she clearly, in, in the original, she was... I know, you're, you're laughing because you've deep-dived this, but she oh, yeah. wasn't there, right? Only Cloud would have sort of clicked on that, but the only future echo you get from him in that battle is... Is the the Aerith scene, and I'll I'll just call it that. I'm not going to go into it. Everyone knows what it is, right? Is the Aerith scene? See it for a fraction of a second. The only future echo you don't see is from Aerith. That's the only person that isn't hit with it. Yeah. But in the in the ending cutscene, Zach walks by and she reacts to it ever so slightly. Right. Yeah. Again, another mind blown. Right. But what I will say is, <laughs> not something I'm ashamed of doing. Right. I'll say this and I'll tell you how I reacted after that. I didn't want it to be over. No. Of course not. Who does? You know when you, you go online, social media and stuff, and you see memes that come out after a series on Netflix airs and everyone just beasts it in one go and they yeah. say, What am I gonna Can't do now? I've it. I've yeah, you know, what am I gonna do now? Yeah, you know, there's 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 a hole where I'd normally do stuff. Mm-hmm. There was. But it wasn't a hole, it was a gaping wide canyon. Yeah. Where a fantastic RPG had just finished. Mm-hmm. And I sat there, right? When the credits started to roll. I'll be honest, I was in tears. Yeah, right? no. And I thought, what do I do now? Yeah. This can't be it, was my, <laughs> was my first reaction. Yeah. And what do I do now? Yeah. And I'll be honest, I'm I'm technically still not over it. I remember yeah. when I, I sent you a WhatsApp message and I just said, it can't be over. Yeah, no. Yeah. What, what about the rest of the story? And I remember, I remember what you said, wait, what, you've done it? And it yeah. was only a couple of days ago. And then you yeah. asked me my reaction, and I told you, "I'm I'm sat here in tears. It just it can't be over." And then, then that the the ending cutscenes it takes you through the entire story. So I had to relive, I had to relive Jesse, I had to relive Bix, mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to relive the plate coming down. You know, it had its really bittersweet moments of like you saw Marlene again with with Barrett or with Hollow playing. Yeah, and it's just I'd you know you have you have the ending cutscene music. And then you have the credits music. And yeah. then you have the second wave of credits music. And then yeah. it sort of hits you with the action one, which lets you calm down a bit. But yeah. I, the first credits music hits, and I'm thinking, stop this, please. Just please. I know it's over. And then the second one hits, and I think, would you just give over? Yeah. I, ju- I, just, I just can't. I'm here in tears. I'm a grown-ass man here in tears thinking, after 20 years, 20-plus years since the original, this cannot be it. There's too many questions. 
There's yeah. so so many things unanswered, which is a good a sign of a really good game. It yeah. leaves you, it leaves you really wanting more. Yeah. And my head still isn't on straight. And it's it's like a Thursday today. I finished it on Monday. Three days later, and I, my head still isn't on straight. It's literally how I felt. Um, I obviously you know you know I got it a week ahead of release. Mm. I completed it on the I got it on the Friday, a week ahead. Mm. Um, and I completed it on the Sunday night. And for the next three, four days, I was walking around in in a daze. I was mm. constantly going, but what about this? And what about not just me then? Well, yeah. Well, where are they going to go with this? How how does this change everything? Mm. And just constantly, like, I couldn't even go back to the game because it was, you know, I wanted to, but at the same time, I was like, I need to process this. I yeah. need time to just one get over the fact that finally, twenty three years later, I have played the remake i have seen these characters that i've loved for so many years have a massive glow up and i've relived this story but i'm also now living a new one yeah it's sort of like it's too soon i can't go back yeah. it's too soon it's way yeah. too i can't i know what happens it's too soon yeah it's that sort of reaction and um yeah i was in a day do you know what i actually wanted to send you because we've got that group whatsapp chat do you know yeah. what the first thing i was going to send you was and I thought I'd, I'd just thought, but I thought better of it. The first thing I was actually going to send you was, "How could you not warn me?" <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my mind. How could you sit there and know what was going to happen and not at least warn me? Because you needed to experience it for yourself, mm. and I'm glad you did. I'm really <laughs> glad you did, and I'm I'm looking forward to Jay having this experience. So am I. It's why it's so hard not to talk about it because. Mm. It needs to be talked about a lot yeah. and deeply, mm. but I don't want to ruin that experience for people. You know, if people who are listening to this now haven't played it, they've made the decision themselves to spoil it. That's on them. But if I know people that don't want spoilers, that want to have that experience, I, as much as it is very hard to bite my tongue because, oh my God, I have so much verbal vomit to give you on this. <laughs> It's it's kind of like hard. It's it's almost like it's it's because you've completed it. It's not it's not really your responsibility, but you feel responsible not mm -hmm. to ruin it for them. Yeah, it's sort of like I am. I'm going to take the hit and not tell you anything, and only give you unknown smacks and smiles. Yeah, because I I I'm not going to ruin it for you. Who am yeah. I to take that experience from you? Mm. I'm no one. But it was it was one of those where I thought that was my instant reaction. How how could you let me do that? But then I thought about it and I thought there's a reason why you never set out, mm -hmm. and that's why the first message you got from me was it can't be over. Yeah, I'm a fully grown man and I sat here in tears. Yeah, no, same. Fully grown woman. I am 34 years old and I sat there and I bawled. It it wasn't a case of full blown tears. I was shot. It was more shock. You know where you just got them rolling down your face and you don't yeah. know what to do with yourself. So mm -hmm. I wasn't really, like, ultimately upset, mm -hmm. but I was just—it was the utter shock of no, it can't, it can't be over. No. I can't be it. Give me more, please. Yeah. Just something, anything. And then I was almost mad at myself because I thought I've ended it now. Yeah. I've I've ended it now. I I should have left it before that final. Let's call it what it is, a gauntlet of boss battles, which was yes, just it is a gauntlet. evil, completely evil. But 
I almost, thinking back now, I almost think I shouldn't have done it. I should have just left it. I should have left it until hopefully, hopefully, the sequel comes out or something. If, if there's no sequel, it'll be the biggest travesty. Oh, they're, they're, they're working on right. it. Don't worry. Right. If if there wasn't going to be one, that it'd, it'd be that there wouldn't be an email. That it'd, it'd be too long. All, yeah. all the ranting that I'd send at them, and it'd be from everyone. It wouldn't just be. From oh me. yeah, no. um, whole fandom would go into full on. Let's let's get on Square Enix mode. Yeah, it's it's the kind of thing where I think I should have waited until I had either downloaded or a physical copy of part two in my hand to mm-hmm. go from one straight into the next. It's the fact that I'm going to have to wait maybe years mm-hmm. to get the answers to those questions. Mm. It, it's frustrating yet awesome. Yeah. Be- <laughs> I mean, they have said, Square Enix have said that they're hoping for a quicker turnaround this mm. time around, which makes sense. They've, they've got, got the a lot engine of and stuff. Yeah, they've got all the assets in place. They've just got to build new stuff around said assets. And Mm. depending on which characters they want to introduce, because we still have, we've still got Red 13 who needs to be made playable. Understandable why they didn't towards the end, because it really was in the last couple of hours. There's no point Mm. giving you a character that you're only going to have a couple of hours to learn how to play. And then that's it. You're done. You're only ever going to have him for that section. I'm on board with that. It made sense, but thank you for putting him in regardless. We've also still got Vincent Valentine, Yuffie, who needs to be introduced, the Sid. I wasn't going to say that until you said it, because I still don't know how to pronounce her name properly. Yeah, Yuffie. (laughs) Yuffie and Sid and Kate Sith, who need to be introduced. So Uh, it... uh a blinking, you miss it, Kate Sith appearance, I might add. Yeah. It's literally blinking, you miss it. But it, we don't, because this is, I've, I've, have, I've had this question a lot of, where do you think they're going to cut it off in the next part? And it's like, I don't know. Midgar made sense because it's its own condensed chapter. It's mm. got a good cutoff point. But from there on, you're in the world map and there's no clear cutoff point, like chapter, if that makes sense in the in the term of the original game so we could um as a lot of theories have been going around with how the next game's going to start that will be in the nibbleheim flashback in calm Hmm. so the first thing we see is cloud and sephiroth in the back of that truck and you're just like that's the introduction which i think would be cool a lot of other people are saying well they've left you off in in the fields outside of midgar you've got to get to calm and it's like yeah but you could cut out that middleman you could cut that section off because just nothing start really happened with the cut scene, yeah. yeah just start it with that cutscene, and it gives you and it's almost like a tutorial area mm. as well because they're going to add more stuff to cloud's move sets and so on and so forth but they also they might give you the opportunity to play a little bit with sephiroth which he did in the og Hmm. Uh, which would be interesting but again that's a good chapter start is the nibbleheim flashback but where would where would it end would it end at costa del sol would it end at corel would it end at gold saucer because you know you've still got to go from calm then you've got the little stop off at the chocobo stables the chocobo farm midgar soma Fort Condor was optional, but some people do go to that initially to get that stuff over and done with. Then it's the Junon section, and then from Junon to Costa. So what what point does that end? And I don't know. I I can't really see where they'd want to end it. But there's, uh, you know, uh, you can get Yuffie very early on. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. You can get 
yeah, you can get Yuffie pretty much straight out the, out the door if you're if you're willing to put the time in. But again, it's do they want to introduce another character? And if that's the case, it could be Yuffie or they could bypass her and have her later on. And we could end up with meeting Kate Sith at the end. And we do the gold saucer section, which is fine. It's a fun little area to end on. And there's a lot of stuff that happens there. Um, you learn more about Barrett's past. And they could do what they did with Red 13, which is because you have him for a couple of hours at the end of the game, or, you know, the end of that game. They don't make him playable like they did with Red 13 to buy more time, which I'm fine with. I'm absolutely fine with that. Mm. But yeah, so that's going to be interesting to see how they segment it off and how long the turnaround's going to be. If it's like three to four years, that's not bad for a AAA title. I'm. Personally, I considering what they did with the story of Final Fantasy Remake, we'll call it part one, even though it says remake on the box. Yeah. Right. I'm don't think I'm in a right place to actually essentially theorize about where it's gonna go from here because even though it was a remake, they they took the spirit of the original story, but put extra stuff in and essentially deviated to yeah. a point where the end of Midgar What's happened in the remake, they've alluded to so much in the in the future and they've put in so much into the remake that you'd never find out till nearly end game originally. Yeah. So to be honest, I have no idea where they're going to go. I have no idea where you're going to visit, where the stop-off point's going to be, because mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that apart from the main points, the story's going to just go in a, a semi-completely different direction. Mm-hmm. Because of the the power of the console, what they can do, yeah, like gold saucer, you know, travel mechanics. If you're riding a chocobo, chocobo breeding, yeah, you know, acquiring different summons. You've still got the guy who wants to take down Shinru. who's got your VR missions. You know, mm-hmm. you've got you've got other characters like Yuffie, uh, Vincent, Kate, Sith, Sid. I really hope Sid's still brash and sit your ass down and drink your tea. You know, I hope he's yeah. still like that. You know, um, you've got all these different things, all the different sections all the different areas the valley i want to say valley of the ancients but it's not is it um city of the ancients city of the ancients thank you hope I'd, hopefully i didn't mess it up too much you know you've got that to where Aerith gets killed um yeah. you've you've got the, the the part where um going back into midgar you've got fighting the weapons when they awake you've got cloud losing his mind so tiffa takes over but it's also it's not just the story points You've got, what, eight to nine characters to choose from in the original Mm -hmm. to create your team at any one point. Mm -hmm. In the remake, your team's chosen for you at a certain story point. So they added, like, story points for, like, character building and, you know... Which it was, like, in the original game. Yeah, but you've got that many different playable characters. Who's going to be playable and who's going to just join in to help out? Mm -hmm. Because Red worked... He did like the the run along the walls. He he got switches for you and stuff. But he, he in ba- was the bestest boy. <laughs> yeah, he was the bestest boy. But in battle, he was still really effective. Yeah. Again, there's just so many questions how they'd implement it, and I, much like the remake, when there was a build up before it came up, I was avoiding everything possible. And the thing was, about ninety percent of it was all theorizing. None of it was in concrete. It was people people saying breaking. You, you saw like clickbait. Breaking news: So and so is going to be playable. You're going to be able to do this. You're going to be able to do mm-hmm. that. The changing the summon system. That the fans aren't happy with it. And this was like half a year before you even got a demo of it. Yeah. 
how do people know? It's just theorising, but it's stated it, as it's fact. It's kind of like with what's going on with The Last of Us 2 at the moment because of all the leaks that came out before. Mm. And people that haven't played it are like, oh, it's awful, it's terrible, I, um, I'm never going to play it. Well, why? Give it a chance. Mm. Make your own opinion. Just yeah. because somebody leaked information, you haven't got context for said mm. information. So play, you know, play the game yourself and make your own opinion. Don't jump on the the naysay bandwagon, which is, you know, I mean, I always said before the remake came out that I was very on the fence, and mm-hmm. that was my own personal feeling. It wasn't influenced by anything to do with what um, popular YouTubers, popular streamers, media, anything was saying. It was that was my own personal reservation because mm. it's it's a beloved game well we talked about it before didn't we yeah all all our sort of all our um i don't want to say fears but all our reservations and possible frustrations if certain things get added you know and i always said i was on the fence Mm -hmm. because you know square enix has burned us before Mm. yeah yeah they've actually it's true you know, as much as I enjoy Final Fantasy XV, we got burned hard with that. That game did not get the justice it deserved. And I I still stand by what I've always said, is that do not go after Hajime Tabata for it. He did the best he could with what yeah. he was given and the time he was given. That man is a hero, and that game is still good, and it's because of him. It's Square Enix as a whole, the big wigs in Square Enix that were the problem, not him. Yeah. Um, and it could have easily gone that way with the remake. It could have been Square Enix, the the big wigs again, you know, the, the circle of knowing, um, mm. putting the pressure on them to get a product out that needed more time or needed more care. But thankfully, they recognised that this this title in particular needed time and care. And it yeah. shows. It shows in every little aspect of this game. And I'm going to quote you here because you did say this um, in one of our, uh, in our last podcast talking about this game. Is what I am glad about is that you said it's not a remake, it's a retelling. And you yeah. were right on the nose with it. And I didn't want to say anything at the time because I knew if I did you'd start looking at it more critically as a retelling. I wanted you to to take it as it came and to make your own opinions, but you were bang on. The first 10, 15 hours of the game, remake. It's a pure remake. Yeah. You are beat for beat with, you know, some filler put in because mm. they can do it now. They've got the technology to do it. It is the same as the original game. But then you get to Shinra Headquarters and even before that, there's little bits veering off here and there. And what you said with Aerys seeing a bit, seeing like she knows more than she's letting on. She's more meta um, with the whispers of fate. Mm. I'm going to eventually link you to some videos that I've watched on my deep dive because there is a lot to take in. And obviously, mm. I don't want this podcast going on for six hours because uh, it could easily. And I know you guys like to keep them into like nice, tidy hour or so slots. It's fine. I'll, I'll just edit into whatever time frame we need. So <laughs> just keep going. It's fine. So with 
the the whispers, the arbiters of fate, the best way to look at them or to think of them is plot ghosts. Yeah, I thought it was a bit... When I first saw them, my initial reaction was, I can't remember the first time you see them, or, or it was when... Um, you know when they attack Sector Seven and the sort yeah. of the tying up Barrett and Jesse and Jesse falls over hurts a leg and yeah. Wedge is still. I I just thought the stopping them going on the mission that Tifa needs to go on. Yeah. So they they're pushing the story to what it was originally. So yeah. Jesse can't be there. So no. it's sort of like they they're keeping the. And they even started that the night before with Cloud, where they were like, sleep and dream. Literally, what they wanted him to do was sleep in, so that he couldn't be up at the crack of dawn and leave too early before they set out. That's it. That's all they wanted him to do, was just to essentially sleep in late, sleep through your alarm, mate. And then all this stuff kicks off. Jesse gets injured enough that she can't go, and he goes like he did in the original game. Mm. Think another way to look at the plot ghosts is that they're kind of like the fans, because the yeah. fans for years have been saying, "Don't change anything, don't change mm-hmm. anything, keep it all the same, keep it all the same." And by defeating the plot ghosts, as I'm calling them, at the end of the game, it's Square's way of saying we understand and we respect that you want the game to be the same as it was, but some changes have to be made because it's 23 years. Who doesn't know the story of FF7? If they did it beat for beat, people would get bored of it and wouldn't bother buying it and wouldn't want to play it. And plus, it's not very user-friendly for new people to be able to come in and be part of that experience. And not only that, of course you want some surprises. You want to be able yeah. to sit there and go, oh man, that was cool and that so did not happen in the original, but I love it. Yeah. There's also another thing where um, you're saying, where you were saying earlier about Zach being alive. Now, you pointed out that you noticed three things, but there was one thing you didn't mention. The Chris Packet. Oh, Avalanche. The Avalanche dog. I yeah. actually I actually did, I just didn't write it down. You just reminded me the avalanche dog. I yeah. noticed that. It's a different breed. It was a different breed of dog. So in our timeline, it's a beagle. Hmm. When uh, I, I I encourage you to go and look at it because I swear this is true. When it flashes past the screen when Zach survives the onslaught and he goes don't to have pick a hat up on. cloud. No, it's a terrier. It it's has a, a scarf around his neck, doesn't it? It's a completely different breed of dog. And he does have a scarf around his neck, doesn't he? I Red think scarf. he does. Red I or think green. So. But I can't remember that, but I remember that it was a different breed of dog. So in our timeline, it's a beagle. In Zach's timeline, it's a, it's a terrier. It's a sort of terrier. Now, people are saying, oh my God, Zach's alive, Zach's alive. And it's like, yeah, in that timeline, he's alive, but not in ours. Yeah. Also, um, the reason that Aerith is so kind of all-knowing or knows more than she's letting on. Think of how Final Fantasy VII started Mm. and ended the original game. So the original game, you start, you see all the stars, and then it goes to the Mako, and you see Aerith's face. The end of the game, Mako, Aerith's face, her eyes opening. Now think of how it changes from the remake version. The only subtle differences, the the biggest ones being that you hear One Winged Angel. The theory is 
is that, and this is going through a lot of different literatures that have been out and are official mm. literatures, yeah. that Sephiroth has essentially, and this is the best way to describe it, he's made Cloud into a sort of Horcrux for himself. He's in the live stream, he decided, because in the live stream you start losing pieces of yourself unless you're an ancient. Yeah. You know, Eris can hold on to her identity while she's in there because of who she is and what she is. Mm. Sephiroth, even through his all of his experimentations, he's he's not an ancient. He is not. I know at one point it was kind of alluded to that he might be, and it turns out, no, you're just a lab rat, essentially. Mm. He started to lose pieces of, of his identity. The only thing that he could hold on to was his hatred and his anger. And he remembered Cloud. And he decided that as long as Cloud remembered him and held on to him in some way, that he would be able to come back and manifest again, which is where this is coming into Advent Children, where Kadaj acts like a conduit and takes on Sephiroth's appearance. Because After he Cloud- gets the section of... It's the section of Genova, isn't it? He puts yeah, it inside he gets his chest Genova's and head or whatever it is. It's, it's one section of Genova. Yeah, yeah. it's a piece yeah. of Genova. Hmm. And that's because Cloud remembers him. He's giving him a, a life force of his, heart, of his own. So the theories are, with how it's going to go in the future, is... Um, a lot of people are saying, oh my god, Eris might not die. Mm, part of me is optimistic, wants to be optimistic and say, yeah, she might not die. But Sorry, I think no. she still dies. It's, regardless. it's, it's, it's but, a pivotal moment. But I also think there is a potential for Cloud to die. If this is a repeating timeline, mm. and Sephiroth is, again, using Harry Potter terms, but it's one that everyone sort of understands... Of course, yeah. If if Cloud is a, like a Horcrux, and his memories are what t- are what keeping Sephiroth alive and able to re-manifest and come back and change these timelines so that he wins, that's what he wants at the end of the day. He wants to win no matter what. Mm. He wants his his goals to be realised. Yeah. If Cloud realises that he is the reason this keeps happening, and if it is later. You know, again, this is all theory and speculation. Yeah, yeah. I am no authority on this. It's it's you know, a good one, though. If he realizes that he's the reason that Sephiroth keeps coming back, and it's because of his memories of him and his experiences, his emotions, if he were to die and then to pass over properly in the live stream, there is no shred of Sephiroth left. His his legacy will be gone. And he'll mm. he'll just he'll he'll fade from you know human memory like he should do, and then that'll be it. And there was another point as well where you know that's that's the only the only thing I can think to back that up because mm-hmm. it it does make a lot of sense surprisingly, right? Because uh, until you said you know if if Cloud dies, Sephiroth ceases to be. I thought my original while I was listening, I thought well if Cloud dies, how does you know how does the the meteor hit the earth because that's Sephiroth's doing in it originally. Mm-hmm. Right. I thought, how's that work? But then if cloud dies, Sephiroth ceases to be the, the one thing that springs to mind after you said that, that sort of backs that up yeah. is in the president's office, the president gets killed. Mm-hmm. Barrett gets stabbed. Yeah. But then he survives because plot ghosts. Cause plot ghosts. But if, if Sephiroth is living through cloud and his hatred at that point, 
Barrett is a te- effectively a team member and a really good friend of Cloud, Cloud wouldn't want Barrett to die. No. D- despite how much... And not only that, it goes against the grain of the original story. Mm. Barrett doesn't die at that point. Barrett doesn't die at all in our experience of the game. Obviously, he dies at some point. But another mm. thing to point out is you were saying about how Meteor was shown through a flashback mm. via Red 13. Now, Square Enix have come out and said themselves that if you think about it from a storytelling perspective, when you're seeing Midgar, it's all overgrown, there's no humans, there's no nothing like that, humanity is gone. That's essentially a bad ending. Yeah. Yeah, if you think about it. In one respect, the planet gets what it wants by reclaiming nature, but humanity is gone, which is a bad ending for us. Mm. Nobody wants humanity to go. And from what I can gather, the planet doesn't really want humanity to go either. It just wants humanity to have a greater respect and care for the planet that they're living on. Yeah. Makes sense. That's why they had these curators, the ancients, etc. Mm. They were a race of people that would help communicate with the planet and help teach those who couldn't communicate with the planet how better to live in harmony with it. Yeah. So I'm kind of kind of there's so many different theories in my head that I'm I'm like I'm having to try and remember what where I was going with this. So they've said that's a bad ending, and even. Red 13 says something along the lines of, oh, I've just seen what happens and it's not good. So them changing fate, it's not just their own fate that they were talking about. And I know a lot of people were like, oh, we can change our destinies. That must mean Eris gets saved. Yeah, there is a very there is a possibility. However, I don't it, <laughs> no, neither do I. But the possibility <laughs> is there, and it is a very small one that she will that she will survive. That's a that's an optimal outcome, but I feel that she has to die to mm. you know to be the curator of the planet truly. But I think there's a lot of other things that need to happen, and that's mostly stopping Sephiroth from summoning Meteor, because the whole point of him summoning Meteor was so that there would be a big wound in the planet and that the yeah. life stream would gather and he could get he could pull from that energy. It's a huge scar, and that's what the northern crater was. Was that it was? Uh, it's why it's it's icy there because the planet's trying to repair that damage. Yeah. Um. So nothing lives there other than snow, ice, and a lot of weird-looking bad guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> them. Poor Christopher. <laughs> I remember that as well. But so yeah, but he wanted to make an even bigger wound. And draw from that energy, which obviously the planet's not going to want. So they have to stop him from summoning Meteor. But I think Eris still has to die to achieve that. But I, like I say, I have this feeling that Cloud has to die as well. Mm. Because it's always been about, you know, even Square Enix have said it themselves, like, you know, introducing Sephiroth so early in the Midgar section because he wasn't really there. He was alluded to, but you never mm. physically saw him. Again, in the OG game, it was the start of his mythos. Um, you know, like, Sephiroth, who the hell is that? Oh, yeah, that was that war hero. Didn't he die? Mm. But he's introduced much earlier on because the things he's saying to him, like, our planet is dying, Cloud, and you have seven seconds what will you do with it? The seven seconds. Now, some people will tell you 
that um, it's to do, it's, and this is really easily done. Um, they will tell you that it takes seven seconds for Sephiroth to kill Eris. Yeah, depending on where you edit it. No, mm. it's not that. You are on the edge of creation. It's seven seconds until Meteor hits the, the planet. What will you do with it? Yeah. He he wants Cloud to be on board with him because now one side is that it's because he knows that Cloud will go against the grain and be like, no, I'm going to kill you. We're, you know, we're going to end you. And the process, the cycle will repeat again. Mm. Sephiroth summons Meteor, Lifestream, Holy, all that jazz. But uh, I don't know. There's a lot of different theories. And one of the theories is that the Sephiroth that says you have seven seconds, because they think there's different Sephiroths from different timelines. Yeah. Now we've seen the Black Feather. Mm. The Black Feathers were only introduced in Advent Children. So is yeah. this Advent Children Sephiroth who's come from the live stream and gone back through time to a point where he can manipulate Cloud again? Or is this a Sephiroth from before he went crazy? Yeah. Yet somehow he's managed to see future events. Because, again, you go back to when Cloud first met Eris, he was seeing flash forwards not flashbacks but they could be flashbacks depending on what cycle we're on of her death and it affects him emotionally he's just met this girl and he sheds a tear over it yet Mm. there's no real context as to what's going on they are very quick flashing images so you could argue that for cloud his best ending is one where all of his friends survive so what I'm getting from that, so going back to the original quote that I got completely wrong, mm-hmm. it was, um, what was it? Seven seconds is enough to save you, but what about everyone else, right? Uh, Something like that? Yeah. Again, seven, right. Seven seconds until the end. It's time enough for you. What will you do with it? Something along those lines. So I, I get two things from that, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, seven seconds, right? Most decisions... Even split decisions in like decisions in games where there's like you can do this or you can do that, and they've got mm-hmm. two vastly different outcomes. There's usually like five to ten seconds mm-hmm. where you see the character deep in thought, What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. That says to me, you know, when you said, you know, Sephiroth is um, living through Cloud. Mm-hmm. In those seven seconds, could he, would that be the seven seconds where he decides, If I end it, it stops everything? Mm-hmm. seven seconds right that's what i'm getting from especially what you've said yeah and you got like different timelines and i i i use a line from doc two timey wimey stuff right yeah but the the sort of the the symbolic thing at the when you're leaving midgar saying that's essentially you know we respect the fans but we need to go our own direction yeah do you think possibility of doing that and you know all the different things going along and the like you said it was essentially a bad ending the original mm-hmm. ending of the game do you think square enix is trying to set up the possibility of a good ending yeah definitely i definitely think so. because that's 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 what that's screaming out to me you could have like cloud really saving the day because when he realizes he's not who we think he is that's when his mind splits and he has to come to terms with he's been living with someone else's memories and now he's living his own life. Yeah. Right? Because essentially when he came, like like we mentioned before, when he finally came back to um, Midgar, 
a little while after Zach saving his life, he's he's a junkie. Yeah, and he's he got is. these he's got these split memories. Tifa takes him in, gives him a job. He yeah. starts to cling on to the wrong memories to build who he is, and then yeah. once he realizes he's not, shown he is. in the remake when he when you go back to Seventh Heaven and he gives her the flower and he's like, you know, a guy can change in five years, and she just it's very quick, but she just goes, huh, mm. and because it's it to her, it's been longer. It's been yeah. more like seven years because the mm-hmm. last time she saw him was probably the day he left to go to Midgar to join Shinra. At that water well thing we were both sat. Yeah, exactly. So that was probably the last time she saw him because it shows in the original game flashbacks that he kept his helmet on mm. and that it was actually Zack that she was interacting with the whole time. Yeah. Um, but she never said anything because she was. it's later revealed that she was more concerned with keeping Cloud around and making sure that he was safe and he was healthy because well, she saw what state he was in when she found him in the slums, mm-hmm. literally in the gutter, drooling on himself. Yeah. You know? So yeah, of course you're going to tell the odd white lie or ignore some some things that are not quite true and don't add up, but she's going to slip, and she did. You mm-hmm. know, a guy can change in five years. What? It's, it's just the thing that's getting me is it, I mean, it does make sense. Don't get me wrong, but it's the, it's the, um, it's the inclusion of you said it'd be from a different timeline. My when you started talking about it, I thought, oh Christ, more confusion. But it it does make sense, especially mm. when you see Zach and that, mm. and he survives and there's explosions in the background. But people but have he played doesn't Final see Fa- that. If you notice, he doesn't react. He doesn't react, but it's there and we see it. That's yeah. the thing, and that yeah. makes me think. Have they got when they're going to that rift? Is that back in time when they finish it? Or you know, mm. it's the inclusion of different timelines is is a good logical step, mm-hmm. and it is a way to go. But it has the potential to be utterly mind-bendingly confusing. Oh yeah, it can be convoluted as heck. Oh yeah, and it is if going forward, if they make it so that they give some information but leave more questions and answers and get the balance right. Mm. It'll keep people interested and wanting to play till the end, where where the penny finally drops. Yeah, essentially. But if they don't get that balance right, and there's too many questions, and they don't give enough information, I mean, with with the day and age of like internet and YouTube and all the rest of it we've got yeah. now, the people who aren't willing to wait are going to start theorizing and either getting the wrong idea or clutching at straws or mm. saying they've got the absolute fact for clickbait and what have you, and people aren't that patient these days no they're really not they're not and it, it's it's going to be you can have the potential of one person just theorizing getting it spot on but ruining it for so many people yeah there's that potential of you know clutching at straws and one person gets it bang on yeah you know it's just that potential for clutching at th- straws and i really don't i really hope that doesn't happen no but chances are someone yeah. will get it someone will guess it yeah and I just really hope it doesn't happen. Yeah. No, I agree. I am intrigued by the possibility of different timelines. It makes sense, especially with that opening where you hear One Winged Angel playing over the intro and, you know, Eris is kind of aware. And some of the stuff that she says, especially on a second playthrough, you pick up on more of it, especially, you know, when you've seen the ending and all the stuff that she drops on you, all these bombs that she drops on you and the stuff that comes out of it and then seeing Zack and how he survived and 
but he survived in a different timeline because he's clearly not in ours. Otherwise, mm. we'd see him. I know some people have speculated, oh, are we going to see Zack in the world? And I'm like, mm, I don't think so. I don't think we are. I think he is alive and he is in another timeline. And the, mm. the role that Cloud is playing he would have ended up playing himself, you know, possibly working for Avalanche and doing all this that, and the other, but his story would have gone a lot differently because the, you know, Sephiroth wouldn't be an element for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what I'm enjoying the most is that this, this whole experience now, the aftermath of the game, mm-hmm. it reminds me of the early days of like having the internet at home and being on in forums with friends and, you know, complete strangers and theorizing all yeah. these things with them. And it's given me another, it's given me a different kind of nostalgia yeah. and I'm enjoying it. Like listening to the, like I say, I will link you these podcasts and these videos that I've listened to for these mm. theory crafting and a lot of it, yes, I'm taking with a pinch of salt, but it is very interesting to see and to hear what other people have gleaned from this and the information yeah. that they've pulled from other sources and how they're making it work, you know, with like the 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 three specters that you fight at the end, uh, Rubrum, I can't remember their names, but they're basically Kadaj, Loz and Yazoo, mm. and they're fighting you to protect their outcome. Yeah. They want their timeline to stay intact, which makes sense. Mm. But it's also when when you when you listen to these podcasts and watching these YouTube these deep divers, it's a double edged sword. You you wanna yeah. see if other people picked up on what you've picked up on. Yeah. And you also wanna see if there's anything that you've absolutely missed that was in point yeah. of view. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's Which oh. I admit there was a couple of things that I didn't pick up on. Mm. And I'm glad that I watched these videos because it's given me a new appreciation. Mm. for it and i'm like oh yeah i missed that oh i'm looking forward to to picking up on that on my on my next playthrough because you're gonna have you're gonna have different people picking up picking up on different things Mm because you have someone who plays it for the first time everything's fresh yeah everything's fresh everything's new and then you have what i refer to as the rose tinted nostalgia crew yeah (laughs) right which is which me and you and jay when he finally gets around to it what you pick up on what you don't pick up on but it's clearly there because it's not like you're not noticing, but your brain's making the connections with the mm-hmm. new story. Well, obviously they're going to go this way and that way, and then you'll miss something. Like when 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 it went to the close-up of Hojo and his prized specimen was taken, and he's mm-hmm. there laughing. It was in the corner of my eye, but just Sephiroth walking on the balcony. Mm-hmm. It was just, and I guarantee there's some people that missed that completely because they were yeah. just looking at, at the twisted Hojo. But it was just, I went, what? Wait a minute. But, you know, it's just to see who picks up on what. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I'll link these videos that I've watched. Mm. They are a couple of hours long, so do set yourself some time for them whenever you do have time. I was I was going to I was going to try and get some explanations for the ending anyway, but yeah. obviously um, what what's I- dude I figured as much he does a lot of stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, he he's one of my go-tos cuz he he's got big brain theories. Yeah. And I'm not sure I'm on board with all of them. But a lot of them but make I, sense. But a lot of them make sense, and I do appreciate the uh, the big brain that he's put into it. So, yeah. <laughs> I doubt he'll ever listen to these. It's a possibility. But, Max, your theories are absolutely mental, and I love them. <laughs> but they also scare me. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. 
I, I definitely, I wanted to just not even the big things and not even like the seven seconds, just little things in the, yeah. in the, in the, the ending thing. Right. Should we, uh, should we, should we get Jay back in? Yeah. Let's bring I'll Jay back. To. It's been a while. I, I just, I just messaged him in the actual chat. I'll, I'll message him on, on my phone. Yeah. But yeah, I'm got, I'm I'm hoping that some of the theories that I've been able to drop on you have made some sort of sense and have given you some th- food for thought, um, and put a different perspective on the ending. Oh, I know it is. confused a lot of people. Hello. We've, we've we've gone through all spoilers. You 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 you're cool. You're yeah. We're, we're I've just been dropping theory bombs on him. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was it was theory uh, carpet bombing me with theories. Essentially, yeah. that's what it was. It was great watching his reactions. His face though, like oh <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is it? Uh, yeah, give me a second. I'm just going to move the mic. Better than dropping it. So you've been carpet bombed with theories, as opposed to theory bombed with carpets, I guess. Yeah, I've got um, I've got a couple of videos that I think he might be interested in to watch for some more better explained ones, <laughs> and I'm hoping that your listeners um appreciated all this. There was a lot for me to sort of model through, and I know I kind of got off track a, a few times. Probably both. My brain just sort of went, oh, yeah, remember this one as well. And you've got to tell him this and have fun trying to explain it. <laughs> uh, that's fair enough. It's, uh, it, from the from the fact that um, unedited, we've recorded three hours and ten minutes of audio. That <laughs> 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 There's lots to talk about. Yeah, oh, yeah, there was a lot. The, the one thing me and Lulu are agreeing, some is, uh, are agreeing on is we want you to play it so bad. Yes. Okay. We, we really do. <laughs> How's about this, right? How's about this? I think I've said this before on the pod anyway. Um, when the whole being sent to your room thing ends, <laughs> um, what we'll do is I'll head over and, like, I think you said before, Lulu, that there's a way to sort of play it through again once you've, like, a new, not necessarily new game plus, but pick a point in the game and start again. Chapter yeah. select. Yeah, chapter yeah. select. What if I did that, but with the character that you had at the end of the game, Scratch? Can you do that? Can you sort of start again with all your levels and stuff? You can, st- when, when you complete the game, it says, what chapter do you want to start? I saved it, and then I quit. At which point, when you load that game up, it says, right, pick a chapter. And it's to, okay. It's for, like, completionist stuff, but yeah. you can start from scratch with my characters as they are. Quite that's, quite happily, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm thinking because then it sort of gets rid of the 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 requirement on quick, you know, level up, grind, 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 grind. It's yeah. just a case of right, let's sit through the story. Just don't reverse the camera controls like I did, and you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll you'll you can start the game with everything that you ended with, so all your items, all your material, all the levels that you had. So that'll make it quicker for you to get through because everything will be so much easier. You can if 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 you set it to a certain mode, like if you set it to like normal for example, and you've got everything, you can just go in and, like, face-stomp everything. Quick question for you, Lulu. If uh, Have you, like, when you completed it, did you start from the beginning or did you chapter-hop? I chapter-hopped a little bit. Right. What I'm going to have to do is I'm going to have to see if starting from the beginning, if it gives you all the tutorials again. I th- yes, it does. 
I did do that at one point, so it will still give you all the tutorials. Because control controls wise, it might be difficult if if you solely pass him the pad and go. Yeah, no, because I did go <laughs> back to the first boss, obviously the um the the guard scorpion, and it was still giving me all the tutorials, which was like I don't need these, but it's appreciated in case yeah. like I don't play this for months and I forget. Mm. Yeah, there was something that I tweeted out the other day about um, yeah. in the dates of the recording, right? All video games should have a, I haven't played this in 24 hours. I don't know what I'm doing. Put mm. me in an area where it's safe for me to just run around and yeah. die or whatever whilst I re, re sort of learn the controls. Yeah, reclimatize. And then once I've reclimatized, put me back in the game. Mm. Yeah, no, you can start over from the beginning with everything that Squidge had at the end, and it will still give you tutorials on what to do. I didn't have everything, I'll be honest. I, I didn't unlock everything. I didn't do every side quest. I didn't do everything. But I've got... I'm not too sure about the materia setup, but a lot of the characters, the way I've set them up, it's going to be easy for you to just jump in and kick the living crap out of stuff. Okay. I might I might have to explain like the character roles I made but it should be easy enough. Okay, well, that that seems pretty cool. Well, I'm look, I'm looking forward to listening to this after I've done that. <laughs> there was um, a lot. I wasn't as comical as I usually am because I was trying to take this a bit more seriously. <laughs> I, I know, but there's more than a few mind-blown moments, yeah, especially like, your reaction to what I was telling you. <laughs> yeah, mo- mostly because I'm just like, I'm so glad he picked up on this because it's going to be so much easier to explain. <laughs> sure. I think it was 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 there like three things I didn't pick up on. It was just three that, yeah. that you mentioned on it, yeah. But there was a lot, a hell of a lot. Yeah, there's there's stuff that I missed as well on my first mm-hmm. playthrough because a lot of it was, oh my god, I'm actually playing this game. This game <laughs> is in my home. It is on yeah. my TV and in my console. Oh my god, kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just imagine yeah. you going for about three you know, hours before this, you put the game in. <laughs> this is the game that if it didn't exist, me and Jay wouldn't be friends. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so really, it's Hironobu Sakaguchi's fault that we're all sat here together, right? Yeah. Yeah, Joe. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful to him. <laughs> exactly. Me too. Me too. Excellent. Yeah. So whether that's whether I get to play it after, you know, post being sent to our rooms or um or like in a year's time, I am looking forward to hearing whatever it is that you all talked about and potentially all of the insults you flung at me whilst you were sat there. There's just one. Just one. Just the one. Just maybe seven. Really big one. Yeah. <laughs> just maybe seven. I can't quite remember. Fair enough. Okay, well, that, no, that's cool. That's cool. I kind of like this because it makes the episode a bit of a mystery to me. Mm. Um, it's a so mystery. this is going to be good. This oh, is going to be good. Mystery. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, um, I guess I want to thank you both for being on the show. I think so, because otherwise it would just be me sat here with the microphone switched off for three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> It's just you going, right, here's the episode. Catch you later, mic drop. I'll go do something. Yeah, you let right. me know when you're finished. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Random little Jay uh, shuffling noises in the background. Him bouncing <laughs> on his yoga ball. Right. <laughs> you shouldn't have been able to hear me. I muted the microphone. No, we didn't hear anything. I oh, knew what you either. were doing. Uh, I was, I was, what was I doing? I had no way of seeing or hearing what you were doing, but I knew you were doing something. Oh, dear. Did you take a nap? He did. He knew it. Hence, I knew it. I knew he did. (laughs) I can kind of tell from the slightly uh, bleary-eyed expression. 
that you I, keep I'm paying always, attention to the nap. Yeah, but I'm always bleary-eyed, so I mean... I seem normally. You get used to it. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can't really differentiate. That's good, okay. bro. Yeah, right. Um, but yes, thank you both ever so much for sharing your thoughts and having that conversation, whatever it was about. Um, <laughs> and like I say, I'm looking forward to it. If for some reason you want to talk to Squidge and Lulu about the the thoughts that they've had after uh, listening, leave a comment on the website, I guess. So click through in your podcatcher to waffleintailers.rocks forward slash whatever this episode is called. Um, and there's a comment section at the bottom of the page, or you can send us a tweet if you can keep your uh, your opinions to 260 characters or less. Uh, if not, we do have the Facebook and DMs on both Facebook and Twitter are open in case either it won't fit or um, you want to do it privately. Um, that That is the Waffling Taylor's DMs are open. So you can totally message us and mm-hmm. we'll figure out a way of getting it through to Lulu if it needs to get through to Lulu. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with that I'd, being... I'd just like to apologize in advance to Lulu for all the people from your guild who are going to listen to it and all the crap you're going to get. I just oh, want to apologize. I've become a meme. I have become a meme <laughs> in my in my in my guild on Final Fantasy fourteen. It's uh, maybe, embarrassing. <laughs> maybe we can change Squidge's yeah Joe to yeah Tess. Yeah Joe. It's gonna take a while. I'm not gonna learn that one. Yeah have Tess. There, hard, we right? there we go, there we go. She's gonna love that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah, with that being said, um I look forward to hearing this at some point in the future. A lot later than um, everyone else is going to hear it. Tell us what you thought to the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, was I, I legitimately don't know. So these questions are <laughs> going to be questions that I want to know the answer to, but not until I've heard this and not until I've played it. Um, was it the whole game? Was it just Midgar? If it's just Midgar, what's next? You know, what's going on? How? How? What? Just? Just what? And how? Those are my questions. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one big quivering question mark at this point i mean i do have like i said like i said i do have a hurty back so i have been walking around like a question mark a lot so maybe that's it Getting old, man. but yes um let us know and thanks for listening uh i don't really know what else to say um other than cheers <laughs> toodle pip bye bye Intro music is Among the Stars by Muse Station Productions. Outro music is I Need You Watashi no Sabate by GH. Spoiler break music is Spectrum Subdiffusion Mix by Phonics. Palette cleanser music is Breathe Deep, Breathe Clear by Siobhan Dagay. See the show notes for more details. The Waffling Tailors podcast is a proud member of the J&J Media Network. To find out more about J&J Media, head over to jayandjay.media or check the show notes for a link.